Hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, hang on. It is another episode of NH Unscripted. I am your happy host, Ray Dudley. Gather the kiddos around the radio, break out those Swanson TV dinners, and let's do this. We are coming to you from the not-quite-but-almost-palatial digs of WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM. That is in Concord. For the lucky listeners down there in Manchester, you can find us on 101.9 FM. And we are on the Internet at www.nhtalkradio.com. Before we go too far, I have been warned that I need to remember my sponsor, our sponsor for NH Unscripted is Lakes Region Fence in Guilford. They are, can be found at lrfence.com, lrfence.com. Matt and the crew up there do wonderful work. If you're into fence porn and you like really like to see a lot of different kinds of fence, dude, go out to their website, lrfence.com, lrfence.com. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate all you do out there. And they'll actually pick up the phone and they'll actually call you back. Hmm. What a novel idea. In studio with me today is Megan Dale, president of the Pittsfield Players in New Hampshire, of all places. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you. We have a reason that you're here, and we will get to that in just a second. But for this first kind of A block, if you would tell me a little bit about who you are and why you're where you are and why are you in that seat today? <laughs> Those are all really good questions. Thank you. Um, I have been with the Pittsfield Players for 35 years now. That's, what? That's not to count the 10-year hiatus I took because my first show ever was when I was seven years old. Um, it was one of those where they needed lots of little girls, and I was a little girl with one word. Not one line, one word to say. <laughs> but the royalties are piling in. Uh, they sure are. <laughs> <laughs> but then skip ahead till I was 17 years old, and I started working backstage with the theater. Really um, took me in. You know, theater is a place where you can be yourself. First of all, before we go too much further, sure. I happen to know for a fact there's not much backstage at the Pittsfield <laughs> Theater. You are correct. We have very, very little backstage. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, I was one of the instrumental parties in raising the money to get the staircase backstage that brings us up to our green room. So it's kind of like... A little extra space because yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's you, but okay. Go ahead. That's Just all right. Wanted to get that out there. Absolutely. It's very, very tiny backstage. And it is funny. Understatement alert. When the, <laughs> when the audience members occasionally say, can I see the backstage? They're very unimpressed. Yeah. When you see the front of the stage, you've seen the back <laughs> part have, of the stage. You have. That's absolutely true. <laughs> One step left off stage and you're outside. It, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huh. With a unique theater. In the alley, usually with the cat droppings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't know that was coming up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Continue on. 17, you're doing some theater yeah, there? Yeah, I'm working backstage, and I'm I'm really enjoying the theater life. You know, there's a, there's a place for everybody, um, no matter what your talent, or even if you don't think you're talented. That's what I loved about it. Um, so I was in a sh- few shows here and there as ensemble cast, et cetera. Figured out 
I was not the musical type. I can't sing, dance, and act all at the same time. I get that. (laughs) But again, fast forward another like 10 or so years, and I'm on the board of directors, and I'm also looking to direct. My mom was a director. Um, The founder, Roland Sharon, was the one who taught her how to direct. She explained a lot of things to me, made made it seem like something I wanted to do. And quite honestly, right now, it's 50-50 whether I want to be on stage or directing. So all those years from when you were 17 to, let's say, now, whenever mm-hmm. you were the president, have you, were you in any other shows? Did, oh, did absolutely. You, yeah? yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I've been, I, I don't think I've counted how many shows I've actually been in. I've directed over 20 shows. You 20? Sure. Yep. There? Yes, yes. I've directed a few over at um, Wolfboro, the Village Players. Um, The Pittsfield Players, we own our own venue, uh, the Scenic Theater. Mm -hmm. And we are only two in the state of New Hampshire community theaters who own our own venue. And the other one is the Village Players. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, it's not just running a community theater. It's owning your own old home. And we do call the Scenic Theater the home of the Pittsfield Players, and it's very much that. It's you own the whole building there? We absolutely do, and wow. we have since 1991. Really? That yep. long? Yep. I had no idea. The building was built in 1914, so she's a grand dam for sure. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so that's a pretty good span of time there. Has much changed besides adding the staircase to go upstairs? Has much changed there? Also, we inherited the uh, movie seats from Cinema 93 in Concord. I don't oh, know you if, did? Yeah, yeah, we did. When they closed down, we got their theater chairs. Was that a good upgrade for you guys? It was. We were replacing our wooden uh, horsehair and sawdust oh. stuffed chairs huh. that were extremely narrow. So now we ha- we have fewer chairs, fewer theater seats, but they're much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I bet they are. Yeah. Um, any idea how many you actually seat? We seat 149. We took out a couple of rows last Interesting fall. number, 149. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not sure how we got there, but... <laughs> When we did Jekyll and Hyde last fall, we took out a couple of rows for um, the wonderful pit orchestra that actually Kat Martinez got for us. Um, Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. uh. So the theater is how old? When did it start? Well, the Pittsfield Players started back in 1968. Were they always in that building? No, we... Apparently, I've just learned recently we used to use different maybe legion halls and et cetera around um, and even uh, the park um, in Pittsfield, just areas around Pittsfield. Um, but we did rent the scenic theater back when it was still a mu- movie theater. And we would go we would also rent the Oddfellows Hall in Pittsfield and we would build our sets there, mm. then take them down, bring them to the scenic theater. Oh, man. Put them back up have to take them down if we'd ran two weekends <laughs> and put them back up again so the sets were very bare minimum but they were there <laughs> i remember the odd fellows hall being very cold there was no heat there uh you had to walk up three flights of stairs oh my goodness <laughs> yeah oh my god three flights of stairs yeah so if you were in theater you really had to love it <laughs> <laughs> which i do so sticking with you for a minute or two sure um what was one of your favorite shows that you directed during that time? That would be a toss-up between the Cemetery Club and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I get, 
Cuckoo's Nest. I don't know anything about Cemetery Club. And, well, I was really uh, lucky enough, actually, to meet the author of the Cemetery Club, uh, Alan Menken. Um, and he... Uh, it was interesting to me that he was so young to write a, a story about the cemetery club was about three women who had lost their husbands and would visit the cemetery every week oh. until one of them said, this is enough. We need to go out and we need to live our lives. Um, and they were, that's where they, the group kind of broke up. And it's a one of those dramedies, we call it dramedy and comma, com, comedy put together. And it just has a lot of life lessons about living your life. Mm. Um, my mother was actually one of the people that was in it, and that was one of the first times you directed your that own I directed mother? my own mother. What? <laughs> and unfortunately, I also made her cry. <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It's a little late, but sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those really you know, intense scenes, and um, she kept getting up. It was during a rehearsal. She kept getting up to leave, and I would say, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. And finally, by the fifth time, she's like exasperated completely and just broke down. I said, I'm sorry, but just sit until I let you know when it's time to leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Mom, mom, the pain. Yeah. I can feel it over here. Yeah. What would you say? And this is, again, strictly because I just want to get to know you. What would you say is your uh, method for directing? Are you like a a micro director where you say, look, I've looked it over. You're going to take two steps, go left, pick up the ashtray, smell it, put it back down with your right hand. Are you that kind? Or are you like, hey, let's freewheel this thing? I am, uh, I'd like to say a nice mix. I have been known to get up on stage and show the actor exactly what I'm looking warning, for. Warning, warning alert. <laughs> okay. But I am also known to accept um, the cast's ideas as to what they think their character should be. And that's the magic, I think, mm -hmm. is because we're all thinking about it um, a lot if you're doing it right. And all of the character, all the actors are thinking about their own specific characters. And I'm usually thinking of it's the whole overview. And so it's nice to have that magic happen when it does. Megan, do you hear that noise in the background? I don't know what you're talking That's about. That's the dancing <laughs> feet, happy music. We have to take a break. Megan, we're going to be back in a second. You are listening to NH Unscripted. I am your host, Ray Dudley. Go mix up some uh, Nestle's Quick in the break, and we'll be back. We're coming to you from WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 in Manchester. And we can be found at nhtalkradio.com. We will be back. Well, I hope you mixed up some Nestle's quick because we are going deep. I am Ray Dudley, your host of NH Unscripted. In studio with me today is Megan Dale. We are streaming to you from WKXL 1450 AM and 103.9 FM in Concord. For you happy, lucky folks in Manchester, 101.9 FM. And yeah, yeah, we're modern. We're on the interwebs. <laughs> we're at nhtalkradio.com. So don't go there now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You got a few minutes. Megan Dale, president of the Pittsfield Players, telling me about her 
um, method of directing. And I do have one correction to make. It was Ivan Menchel that wrote The Cemetery Club. Ooh. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. <laughs> I didn't know it either way. Somebody would have called us out. Uh-huh, I'm uh-huh. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Before we get into the, um, the upcoming event, mm-hmm. what do you find putting a show on at the Pittsfield Players Scenic Theater has its challenges? Mm-hmm. What would you say was the most difficult show you've ever put on there that for challenge-wise? Didn't you guys do 1776 one time, too? We did do 1776. 26 men and a set. You know what? The difficulty in that is finding men who sing and dance. The the difficulty in theater in general, whether it's a musical or not, is finding men Mm. who come and act. And yeah. Alert, alert. Yeah. So pretty much if you're a man, you're going to get cast. Mm. That's what happens. That can also be a downfall. It can be. We won't get into that right now. Uh, The most challenging show. You know, again, I think it... uh, 1776 would definitely be one of those because of the amount of men. Yeah. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Another one because that's like 17 men. You know, um, I did. I also directed 12 Angry Men. Um, (laughs) I'm finding a pattern here. I kind of like working with men. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kat. I I like to tell them what to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 I see. <laughs> Including my husband who happened to be in the, the uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> That's a, people love that show. It's a great show. It is. It's a really hard show to direct because it's got so many emotions. It's People see it as a comedy, but there's a lot of hard mental health issues in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's difficult, too. I think that's another thing that's really difficult about when you do direct a show um, – to make sure that you're not going to go too far with the audience. Yes, people like, to, I mean, a lot of theaters like to uh, do edgy dramas, but we need to remember people come to the theater also to be entertained. And I, while I like to push the bar a little bit, I don't want to be so offensive or so uncomfortable that it makes people not want to come back to yes, us. That's very interesting. Uh, especially because that's a pretty intimate theater to begin with. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're no not, bad seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that I could see where you would want to tiptoe on some of that. You, you kind of want to be a little bit careful. I mean, I feel like the last three or four years where we're pushing in a little bit more, and I'm happy for that. Um, and we're finding new audiences as well as new casts. So, 2020 while it did a number on us, also had us rethink what we were doing and how we were doing it. And I also think it made those outside of our theater realize how much we were, how much they appreciated us. So piece all that together for me. Sure. 2020, we know what happened. Of course. Um, How did that impact you folks over there? And you said it was uh, almost for the better. Well, it's funny. We started out, you know, obviously we had to close down. Right. All live places had to close down and while that meant a loss of income for a little over a year it also affected us in a way that I remember specifically posting on our Facebook page um, and I'm getting emotional about thinking about it now is check on your actors and actresses we're not okay without our audiences yeah you know it's it's what we do to release it's what we do to have fun it's what we do to just um 
get outside of ourselves and not deal with the everyday life. A lot of people read or they go to the movies. We act, we direct, we, yeah. you know, put costumes and sets together. So and we need that tactile feedback. Absolutely. Which is one of the reasons why we have been very hesitant. And a lot of people are doing this nowadays. Um, but we've been very hesitant to do the live streaming. Um, now, when you reserve rights for a show, you can add on that you will live stream your show. I did not know that. I don't like it. <laughs> live theater yeah. is live theater. And there's nothing like it. Yeah. You know, and quite honestly, I prefer live theater because, A, the camera puts on 10 pounds. <laughs> I put on 10 pounds. I don't even need a camera. But you, you just lo you lose all the nuances of live theater when you video it and you see it that way. In, yeah. You know, in the comfort of your home, it, you need to come out and, and join us and be there and feel the energy that we protrude. <laughs> it really, yes, yes. It, there really is an energy. I don't care what anybody says, but... There is this coexistence between the actors and the audience. Mm. The actor feels it as soon as they come out. They know kind of how hard they're going to have to work to engage the audience. They may not have to work at all if the audience is already bought in. Sure. And then the audience is, on one level, they're voyeurs, but on the other level, they're participants. Mm -hmm. Because there's no screen. Nope. So they, their laughter, their joy, their crying, their sighs, whatever, makes them an integral part of what's happening up there. We used to have a couple that would come only on opening night to see shows because they wanted to see our mistakes. Ooh. And it wasn't in an unsupportive manner. It was really just to see, you know, how far we had gotten, I guess. You know, where we were, whether we were ready for them. And it made it more entertaining for them for some reason just to see, well, let's, let's see if we are affecting their performance because a lot of times we don't get that live that live audience until opening yeah, night. Yeah. Nowadays we try, you know, dress rehearsal at least to get a small amount of people in the audience to give us some feedback. But yeah. a lot of times you don't get that. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't really understand the importance of timing for like laughter mm. or just a sigh. If you've put the audience through something, you need to give them a chance to breathe. To, to take that Correct. in, to kind of figure out what did I just, what was that? What, what am I feeling here? And, and it is very important. And yeah, we all look forward to that opening night kind of ish, but not ish. Well, and I, I try to, when I do my director's speech at the very beginning of the show, I try to give the audience permission Permission to laugh, oh, permission to be sh in shock, to permission to react, especially when it's a children's show. These kids, you know, they don't understand that it's not TV. It's, mm. you know, we are going to be able to hear that audience. And it's kind of a cool thing to watch them react to their audience. Yeah, I, I think you, for kids who get to see live theater, they're forever changed. Mm -hmm. it, there is no medium like it, no media like it. It, it it really does impact them to see something 3D that, that is very tangible. Well, and again, going back to 2020, when a lot of the kids were learning remote, that they missed out on a lot of live experiences with just their teachers or their classmates. And to see some of those kids do theater now is very interesting. Mm. When you tell them to, let's say, clump together on stage because they're a group or a gang or whatever, and they don't get near each other because they're so used to being six feet apart. Oh, that's insightful. Or when you ask them to be louder, and they can't be, it seems, because they're used to having either a microphone or on mute 
um, on a computer and doing, uh, you know, their their kind of their own live performance that way. Mm. Um, and again, when we had live streaming during 2020, a lot of community theaters, professional theaters were just the actors on stage with it streaming with no audience because you weren't allowed to have that. And a lot of them would still have their masks on. And you just, again, you didn't get the feedback that actors really need to have. I can't imagine you got much feedback at all. No. Where would it come from? Right? Exactly. Exactly. We have to come from each other. And another, you know, that's another great thing, though, with the Pittsfield Players is that we do, where we have our home, the Scenic Theater, we do consider ourselves a family. Yeah. And so that family, we, we do try to stick together and we try to support each other all along the way. So do you have like a a group of people, cast members that you can pretty much count on and then add in at a casting call? I think for the most part, we do have um, sort of our core membership that will come in to most of our auditions, depending on whether they're the musical enthusiasts or the drama enthusiasts or the comedy enthusiasts. Um, And then we also have those who will do our set builds for us. it's probably, I'm thinking about it's about 30 members right now who are really the, the core. Um, and then we, we're really working hard and succeeding, thankfully, at bringing in a lot more members over the past three or four years. You, like a drive to do that? Of, absolutely. Of, you do, you absolutely. Do. Well, and again, our social media has really helped us out a lot. Um, and Kat has been wonderful with our both our Instagram accounts and our Facebook accounts because that's a lot with Facebook, it gets the word out there. And Instagram, really, that's where the kids are. That's where the younger generation is. That's what we need to have is more of the younger bringing it up. Man, so many questions. But <laughs> we have to take out our Swanson turkey and gravies TV dinners and take a break and pay some bills. You have been listening and will continue for the next half hour to hear... NH Unscripted, I am your host, Ray Dudley, streaming to you from the digs at WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com for you internet webbers. Yeah, go find us, but not now. Come back. We'll be back in a minute. back you are listening to nh unscripted i am your host ray dudley we are coming to you from the studios of wkxl in concord 1450 a.m 103.9 fm and for all you lucky folks in manchester 101.9 fm we can be found also at nhtalkradio.com you can find the archives of this show and all the other shows there once again i would like to thank our sponsor It's Lakes Region Fence out of Guilford, New Hampshire. My gosh, they do really good work. Matt and his crew up there, I've seen their work firsthand. Gosh, if you're in need of a fence, go out to lrfence.com. lrfence.com. Let me say it one more time. lrfence.com. And go take a peek at their work. And then give them a call. Hey, you never know. You might have something done. Who knows? It's a small world. I have Megan Dale president of the Pittsfield Players with me. We have been talking things theater over at Pittsfield Players. Now it's time to get into the meat. Megan. Yes. 
You have a show coming up this Saturday. Is that correct? We sure do. And it is called? It's called Curtain Up, an evening of music, and oh. it's a fundraiser. Huh. I just happen to have that poster right here in <laughs> front of me. All right, why don't you tell me about it, and then I'm going to ask some questions. Well, Curtain Up, it's kind of funny. Um, we're putting the cart before the horse. Curtain Up originated, gosh, I want to say we... We started working on it almost three to four years ago. We came up with this a concept. Show. Yes. Okay. Coming up with a concept, and it changed several times before we nailed down exactly what we wanted to do. But the whole point of the fundraiser was to uh, get our HVAC system installed. Well, four years ago, hmm. our HVAC system was about $10,000 less <laughs> than this huh. year's quote. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying there's inflation? Don't get there, me started. It's a thing. It's real. The struggle is real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we found out, when we decided to get our quote refreshed and we found that out, we said, you know what? We need to get this HVAC system installed because we were having our very first um, children's summer camp this past July. And we didn't want 22 little sweaty bodies running around, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so we put we went ahead and we put in the HVAC. Okay. And we were probably about $13,000 shy of our ouch, goal. Ouch. It was okay. We were able to, to finance it. But... By, what, by putting the cart before the horse, I mean, HVAC is in there. Everybody's going to be real comfortable, especially <laughs> this weekend with these 90-degree temperatures we have. But we are going to put up the show to pay off the rest of that. And we are very, very close. You are? We are very close. Are you sold out already? Getting Almost. How many a perform- few tickets are left. www.pittsfieldplayers.org. Yes. Do, Do it. You will find a ticket link there. Okay. You can also uh, go to our Facebook page and our Instagram account. It's only one show? One night only. You better get there. We have all kinds of raffles and prizes. We have awards that we're giving out for the past season of shows that are going to be voted on by the audience members. So that's exciting. Live that night? Live that night. Yes, indeed. Boy, talk about interactive. I mean, that puts the audience in control. Then. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so it's one night, mm-hmm. and you planned it four years ago. Well, the, the, again, the idea was in the works, and okay. then it kept being reworked and reworked and reworked. And again, because we started thinking about it previous to 2020, that's when things started. It's like either things would close down or um, information huh. would change. COVID, and maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Little things like so that. So we reworked it and reworked it until we got it to somewhere we wanted it to be. And we have um, a great director, Kat Martinez, a music director, oh. Jane Cormier, uh, producer Josh Kroll, Gregoire, and a great cast from all over down all the way from Nashua, the seacoast. I mean, we've really drawn in a lot of talent for this one night. Has it always been uh, uh, the plan to be a musical? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So let's get into the particulars about the production itself. Mm -hmm. How long is it? It'll be about two hours long. Two hours. Mm -hmm. Are there... Is there an intermission? Yes, there is. Okay, is the first act different than the second? Is like it's all going to be music. It's almost like a musical variety show. Yep. Uh, all Broadway tunes. You're all of your favorites. There's going to be um, solos, duets, uh, group numbers, 
And if I may include one of them being the time warp, which I hear is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I, from what warp. I understand, never the light booth operator threw his money from the lighting booth and said, buy me a ticket now. And he's already got a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves the time warp. That's funny how some things just stick around. And by the way, our lighting booth is operated by Tech Productions, LLC. I got to throw that out there. Good for them work. Because Good they work. do it for us, for you know, out of the goodness of their hearts. But they're working hard. So, so tell me, if you would, how did he get cast? How... When did the audition notice go out, and what was required? So audition notices went out, gosh, I want to say it was probably early April, and we were expecting to have a cast of 10 to 15. Okay. Almost immediately, those numbers went up to 30 to 35, <gasps> signing up online for auditions. Wow. Um, and then, of course, the process happens where people – Here's the thing with social media. It's wonderful and it's awful at the same mm-hmm. time. It's wonderful because it puts the word out there. And it's awful because it lets everyone know exactly what is happening every second of every day somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> so by the time auditions roll around, you cut that number probably in half sometimes. Um, trying to think. I don't know exactly the number of cast members that we have, but I want to say it's more than 20. Okay. And so we we literally doubled the amount of people that we thought were going to be in the cast. And thank goodness that both Kat and Jane were very accepting and just finding a spot for everyone who came out to audition. So, so what did they have to have prepared? Did they just have, could they not even be able to sing and you'd find them a place? They were given a list of songs to pick from and they had to prepare one of those songs. And they did. They did. It was like seeing the show itself at auditions. I sat there and was just wowed. Yeah. Um, there were just some incredible renditions of, you know, songs like Luck Be a Lady from Guys and Dolls. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just, I don't want to give it all away because all I right. want you all to come. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got a spoon for we're this, talking, Megan. We're talking, there's going to the be stuff from us. Beauty and the Beast. There's going to be stuff from Les Mis. There's going to be, it's just going to be a wonderful, wonderful show. Is it done by tracks or is there a live orchestra there is uh say again live music i believe yes there is i'm getting the (laughs) nod from cat good thing she's here (laughs) it is a good thing because here's the thing while i'm the president i this is my teaching year Mm -hmm. i am trying to allow new directors like cat new producers like josh new music directors like jane allow them to do a show and put on shows without having us oldies around telling them exactly what to do and how to do it because you know what some of them have a lot better ideas than i do so i tr- i really am looking forward to the show because i haven't i've been to a few of the rehearsals but i have not seen it in its oh, entirety yet. i see well 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 yeah. so you're gonna be like the rest of i'm us. gonna be wowed too my goodness yeah so is it themed at all or is it just random it's it- it's a it's not completely random but it is your it's it's your broadway favorites and they are strung along in such a manner that it makes sense to the oh, audience okay yeah Oh, so there is kind of a thread then. Yes. Oh. Yep. Any dancing? Oh, yes. The choreography. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Facebook page. I saw no videos of dancing, Cat. <laughs> Not one. Oh, that's because we don't want to give it away. There uh, definitely is. If uh, you look at our reel, there is for sure. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I'll have to take another peek. <laughs> you should. All right. Um, so... The cast, you said that they came from the seacoast, mm-hmm. they've come from all around. Was that, 
was that, I don't want to say shocking to you, but what what was it that drew all these people? You know, first it, of all? it's shocking is okay. Maybe surprising. Okay. Maybe that it still surprises me every time I see a new face in the theater. Mm. I love that. I, I I just said to Kat the other day that I came into rehearsal, and you know, like I said, I've been with the players for thirty five years, and I walked into rehearsal and I didn't know half the people that were in the show. That's huge. That's a good it thing. Is, I'm okay yes. with that, you know? Yes. Um, it is surprising. And a lot of it, it does have to do with social media, but it also has to do with word of mouth. And what's happening is, again, the last two or three years, people are coming in, whether it's audience members or cast members, and they are having a good time. And they're, they're having fun. And they're excited. And they want to get more people involved. And mm-hmm. so they spread the word about us. And... You know, the Pittsfield players have not always been the highest on people's uh, list to go attend a show to, but we're changing that. And it's not that we've ever put on a bad show. It's just that a lot of times people don't understand that a small community theater can do professional work. I I need to apologize because a few years ago, I actually thought that you guys were out of business. No. I hadn't Mm -hmm. been over there in a long time. um, And I... When somebody told me it was going on, I said, wait, they're still open? Yes, What in the world? I know, I know. So, mea culpa there. <laughs> I hear that music. Time to put on our white jazz gloves, shake our hands, and be happy. We need to take another break. We are talking with Megan Dale about Curtain Up, an evening of music happening this Saturday at the Pittsfield Players. And we're going to mine that some more when we get back. You are listening to us. From WKXL Studios, 1450 AM, flip the dial. You'll find us at 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and our web presence, nhtalkradio.com. Yeah, we're coming back. my gosh put down that picnic basket boo-boo we are heading into the d block of nh unscripted i am your host ray dudley you are listening to us because yes we're streaming from the beautiful digs of wkxl in concord 1450 am 103.9 fm down south, way south in Manchester at 101.9 FM. We can be found at nhtalkradio.com for all the archives of all the shows that are here at KXL. In studio with me, Megan Dale, talking about Curtain Up, an evening of music, a fundraiser happening this weekend. I'm trying to get some information. Um... Kat, can you tell me again <laughs> about your interesting perspective for these poor folks that you tortured? <laughs> <laughs> so typically when I music direct or direct something, I really like to give the cast a challenge, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I know that they're capable of doing it if they work hard and they're doing the work at home. Um, but also for them to leave rehearsal learning something they didn't know, whether that was about themselves, whether about you know, that was about musicianship or how to do character work. Um, That's really important to me because that's really 
kind of life-changing when you have this love for theater is you you have that passion, that drive to want to be better as a performer. And that's why they're all there. Um, so, you know, without giving it away, these there are group numbers that, I'm going to give it away a little bit, but, you know, there are group <laughs> numbers, big, lavish group numbers with choreo um, and, and everything um, at the beginning and the end of each act. There are two acts, and then there's an intermission where we'll be doing our awards, um, you know, and all of that, which is great. But um, this this cast is blowing me away. <laughs> I don't think they quite realize how difficult this music was for them to learn in a month. And uh, they're doing it, and they're, they memorized it early, and they're really proud to be on that stage, and that's why you do it. When you can accomplish and conquer a, a difficult scene or a difficult piece of music, there's a sense of accomplishment there that just feels so good. So a lot of these people already sing, dance, whatever. What made this particular piece, these large numbers, difficult? Um, the, the, well, the composer, <laughs> the composer that writes them, Sondheim? um, and, and to be, um, no, actually, oh. yes, we do have one Sondheim, but, okay. um, a lot of these folks actually don't have never been on stage. What? Um, we have a lot of, we have about six new people, what? New, uh, six new cast members, um, that have never been to Pittsfield players and, and that's really great. But a lot of them also don't even read music, which is why this has also been incredibly, Ooh, um, been impressive for me to see them either listen to this music and learn it by ear or to take the time to say, how can I read music? Um, and sit down during rehearsal to go through that with um, Jane, who's my mother um, and music director for this. It's been a huge help having her there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a, such a wonderful experience and a very emotional one to see them uh, um, take this caliber of music and professionalism and put it on the scenic theater stage. And th this audience is going to be absolutely blown away. So these are people, some of them are people who have never set foot on a stage. Yes. They've never danced. A They've few never of them. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're, they're the karaoke types. They're the singing in the shower types. They are. They're the, and they have beautiful voices and they have beautiful, you know, hiding in their closets mm -hmm. at home. What mm -hmm. the heck? Well, you know, and, and, they were on that stage learning that choreo and learning those difficult music parts and never once complained. Man, you oh never man. saw the, that face the of diva. fear. Never the they thing. never, no, they, they took it on as a group. They chatted with their specific voice parts. They recorded each other's parts if no one showed up um, and, and they couldn't be there that day. Like it's been a team effort to put the show on in, in a month, quite literally. Um, and That's it's amazing. it's been really awesome to you witness. Know, uh, one of the biggest fears people have is public speaking. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and to come out that you've got an almost I'm guessing right now a sold out show mm -hmm. in front of a, a so they're coming out and having never done anything in front of a packed house. Oh my God! I mean, that's that's huge. It is. It is, and that's I think huge. I think that's why it's it was huge. so important to give them as difficult music as they did <laughs> because they're able to say, holy wow, I can't believe I did this. And they do have that confidence to be up there. I mean, I can't tell you how many people wrote down on their registration form that they just wanted to be in the background or they just wanted to uh -huh. be in the group number. And Kat said no. And that's now they happening. have a solo in it. And now they're actually doing character work and learning the, you know, the background of things. So I, I think one of my favorites was Valerie Eaton, who ha I've known forever and is our customer as well. And walked up to Kat and said, well, I don't suppose you want me to sing. And Kat says, 
Yeah, I actually do. And now she's in the show. Yeah, she has her own solo. And, and costuming. Everything. Yeah, and costuming. Let's just add more stress to her plate. But she's taking it on and she's so excited. So this is impressive. I mean, the fact that they found you, first of all, mm-hmm. auditioned, mm-hmm. and then got something, and now they're in the show. I, that's this is the magic that is the Pittsfield Players. Apparently I, I, so. It really is. Because we are, we're just very warm. We're accepting. We work with you. We work with your schedule. And we want you to succeed, mm. period. You know, it, it, there's not, you don't get the, the, the competition like you do um, perhaps in other realms of theater it's we're welcoming we're again we're your family we're here to support you and to make you a better person and to teach you a little something there must have been something cat that you and uh, your mom or whoever else made the decision saw in these people because you're going out on a limb taking Mm -hmm. someone who has never been on stage putting them in this fundraiser Mm -hmm. so you know people are shelling out their money Hopefully to see a really good show. Hear some great music. It is a great show. And, you know, it's also building up your cast as well. Um, you know, going into this, it is it is a gamble to say, can they pull this off? Can these group of people I've never met, I don't really know them that well or what their background is, take, take this and handle it. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned from watching other directors and, and learning from other people is to build up your cast. You are capable of doing this. Just do the work at home so you feel comfortable when yeah, you come into rehearsal. Huge. And, and they're, they're empowered by that. Yeah. The homework is really huge. It I is. Don't know how many they have to, like, and they did yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know from the photos, I know several people in it besides mm-hmm. you, Kat. Um, I know Andrew Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Andrew says hi, by the way. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wondering when I'm going to get him in here. Um, Gentile, um, what's his name? Angelo. Uh, Angelo. I know Angelo, and I think that's all I really knew from yeah. the pictures, um, which is great. So this is huge because you if you're getting a new influx of people, I sometimes worry that theaters aren't getting new people Mm -hmm. that it First of all, everybody who's out there is already aging out (laughs) and that we're not getting any real replacements. But let me tell you, theater is alive and well. In, in New Hampshire. It really is. You would be surprised um, the amount of people, it especially starts when they are young. But yes, we're not aging out. We're, we're trying to find shows that will be perfect for those older actors. We're trying to find shows that take on the younger actors and bring them up through the ranks. And we're doing it not just for the on stage, but for behind stage and the lighting booth and directing. I, I, I helped, uh, I produced and costumed the summer theater camp with director B. Douglas. And uh, there was a kid, I think he was probably in maybe eighth grade, who after watching B came up to me and said, do you think I could direct someday? And I just thought, that's fantastic. Wow. I love that he's even thinking about it. I would never there direct. was a kid that came to see the show that I had directed, Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, who watched the star on stage, who both were on the autism spectrum. And the kid said, you mean I can do that? And guess what? He showed up on stage during the summer camp. See, this is what live theater is all about. Two things. Um, before we go too far, please give the information on where people can go to find 
tickets. They need to go get their tickets at www.pittsfieldplayers.org or they can call 603-435-8852 and make some reservations. Oh, man. And parking's brutal. Parking is not necessarily brutal. We do have a couple of spots that you can... It's uh, brutal. Yeah. (laughs) Get there early. Yeah, get there early. We open the doors an hour ahead of time. It starts at 8 o'clock. Um, be there for the refreshments and the raffles and the big deal will be we will be announcing our 2024 season my next point go ahead yeah our 2024 season we're going to do kind of like a big reveal that night so if people want to get a jump start on getting their calendars planned out whether they're going to audition or come to the shows we will have all that information is that themed as well you have a theme or a thread running through maybe we may have a little spooky scene maybe going down oh my god (laughs) We've been talking a lot about some of our ghosts in the theater, so you may see them appear in 2024. Hmm. Hmm. I also will just put a little shameless plug in here that some of the music numbers you'll be hearing in this show may or may not highlight our 2024 season, solo or group number or duet. So, you know. Uh, Do with that what you will. And Mm -hmm. I would also like to mention our sponsors, the Flannel Tavern of Chichester, New Hampshire, WKXL, Moonlight Meadery of Pittsfield, the Red River Theaters in Concord, the Capital Center for the Arts in Concord, and Pittsfield Insurance Agency in Pittsfield, and Eversource. Thank you so much. Look at that timing. I'm always sad to hear the music at the end. (laughs) Megan, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. One more time, where can they get tickets? www.pittsfieldplayers.org. You have been listening to NH Unscripted. I am your effervescent host, Ray Dudley, and we have been streaming from the bunkers of WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 for all you folks down in Manchester. That's FM. Hey, go out on the internet now. NHTalkRadio.com. Find our other archived shows. Come on, get with it. We will see you next time.